you're going to encounter a lot of opinions on how to run your business. How do you know who you should listen to? Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business -business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. Owning a business creates a lot of weird dichotomies. One of those is we feel very alone and that nobody understands our situation. Simultaneously, people who have never owned a business or been in our shoes are full of advice or suggestions. Family, friends, and a whole host of people who are certainly know what's best for us and what we should be doing about a variety of situations they know nothing about. While taking a bad advice from your Uncle Louie on how to best sell or market your particular widget might be expensive when it doesn't work, it's not likely going to land you in jail or even completely bankrupt your business. Not every aspect of your business is so forgiving, though. Some areas of your business are completely, absolutely, must be left to the professionals. And when I talk about key advisors, I'm talking about people in these areas of business. And these are legal with regards to protecting your company, your personal assets, we're talking about your foundational corporate documents, those kind of, that kind of legal. Also talking about contract law, if you're dealing with contracts, contracts with suppliers and customers, that kind of legal. And probably most importantly, in today's world anyway, HR law and labor law and employment practices law. Um, when I talk about legal, those are the three kind of things I'm talking about. And those you absolutely do not want to take advice from your Uncle Louie on, regardless of how much he says he knows. Those things you need to hear, you need to talk about with an attorney that you trust, and that's it. The second area of business that we're going to talk about leaving to the professionals is banking and finance. All kinds of folks will have opinions on how they've borrowed money to buy a, a truck or a car or a house, or they heard here's how it works, or they heard about this business loan and how, how it works. Taking that advice from people who don't understand banking can get you in a really a bad situation where you can't even borrow money. You may not be able to get a line of credit anymore if you want one. So um, understanding how to even use a line of credit. I mean, there's just a ton of examples in the banking world on things that getting bad advice from people who don't know what they're talking about can get you in bad shape. And the third one is accounting and taxes. And uh, of the three... <laughs> I don't know what's scarier between employment law and, and getting sideways with the IRS. Um, but these are the three areas in which I personally do not um, have any interest in taking advice from people who are not experts in that in those fields. So, um, again, taking advice from Uncle Louie in any of these three areas, legal, accounting and taxes, banking and finance, um, that's just got disaster written all over it. So when I talk about key advisors, these are the three groups of people I'm talking about, your banker, your CPA, and your attorney. Notice I did not say your bookkeeper. A bookkeeper is not the same thing as a CPA, not the same thing as an accountant. So you may use a bookkeeper for tasks like invoicing, 
um, data entry, things like that. That is not the same as when I'm talking about a CPA or an accountant, somebody who's going to help you with accounting type things, not bookkeeping type things. So I hear this a lot from folks. I don't have a CPA, but I have a bookkeeper I really like. That's fantastic. You need to go get, you need to go get a CPA anyway. Uh, there's just certain limitations to what a, a bookkeeper can do and what they, what they have um, real knowledge on sometimes. Now, you may have a bookkeeper who has a great deal of knowledge outside of their specialty, and they may have great advice for you. But if they don't have the certification, they don't have the training, uh, you just, you'll never know. you got to have somebody you can trust in these three areas of your business. So um, for business owners who run service companies, these are the individuals you'll likely lean on the most. At least I did in my experience. These are the people who I trusted the most to navigate those tricky situations that are going to be hurled in your direction every single year. So for each one of these, I would recommend meeting with them at least once per year, at least for the attorney and the banker. The CPA, I'm going to recommend you meet with them twice a year, and we'll talk about that in a minute. For the attorney, once a year is a good practice uh, of just setting up a time to talk with them. Um, I would, you know, depending on where you're at, what state you're in, and, and what the legislative session cycle is for your state, most legislative sessions run in the spring, and they're done before summer, things like that. So maybe uh, in the third quarter would be a good time to meet with an attorney because you could talk about what laws came out, what laws are changed, and you could get um, your employee handbook, for instance, or if you have a policies and procedures manual, you could get that stuff updated and re-release that, you know, January 1st. You could, my point is you could set up a, a calendar, a reminder, a process where every year you just do it and you release your, your, your new documents on January 1st because a lot of times that's when new laws are effective. Um, Regardless of when you do it and how you do it, just be aware laws change in every single state every single year. The government does not have an obligation to notify you of changes. It's your responsibility, especially when you're an employer, to make sure you are compliant with the law. Part of the deal of owning a business and running it is agreeing that you're going to go out of your way to figure out what the laws are and you're going to be compliant with them. And uh, that's just the deal. Again, we don't have to like it. That's just the way it is. Um, so for the attorney, absolutely recommend every year at least a, a, an hour-long phone meeting. It doesn't have to be in person. It could be Zoom, certainly, or, or some kind of thing like that. Um, something where you're asking questions about what has changed in the world of employing people in my industry. Uh, what's out there that's changed I need to know about. Um, and just getting in the habit of having that conversation, you'll you just you'll be shocked at the things that you hear that you never would have heard about otherwise. Um, every two or three years, also, it, it's good to take a look at your organizational and find you know uh, your organizational documents as your organization changes, as your financial situation changes. Um, things like your buy sell agreement, your operating agreement or bylaws, contracts, your agreement you sign and use with your customers and suppliers. Um, you know, every couple, three years, we need to look at those. The, things change and we, and we forget about changes that have happened. And all of a sudden, your operating agreement might not be applicable anymore. You might be operating outside of what you say you're doing in your operating agreement, which means your operating agreement no longer offers the protections that you, you hope to gain by being an LLC or a corporation. If you're not following your bylaws for corporations and your, and your operating agreements for LLCs, that veil of protection is gone. And if it says you're supposed to have an annual meeting every year on December 1st and you don't, 
that's an easy thing for somebody to pick at and say, you're not compliant with your own operating agreement, your own bylaws, and therefore all the protections that go along with being a corporation or an LLC are now gone. So these things are absolutely important to stay on uh, on top of every couple of three years. Um, and again, as your situation changes, you're gonna need to adapt. Um, as far as the meeting with the CPA, I like meeting with the CPA uh, at the end of April, beginning of May, once they've gotten through the tax season, to forecast my tax liability for the current year, which will be due next year. So for 2021, I want to meet with my CPA. This is uh, I'm recording this in April of 2021. Uh, I want to meet with my CPA around May of 2021 to figure out what's this year look like? What am I anticipating paying for taxes next year? What do I need to start saving? How do I need to start putting that money aside in a, in a way where I'm not treating this like a bill that's due all of a sudden I'm planning for it way in advance. And then I want to meet with him again in early fourth quarter, probably October, and uh, to see where we at. Are we on pace with what our estimate was in April? Are we are we are we uh, bringing in more revenue or more profit or less revenue, less profit? Has our has our taxable liability that we're forecasting changed? And therefore, we need to make changes um, before April of next year. Um, because if we wait until January of 2022 for this calendar year, uh, it's too late. We can't make adjustments. We can't change the amount of money we're saving per week or per month in a way that's going to make it easier for us to meet that that burden if our if our taxable income has increased. So those are the two times I'd recommend meeting with a CPA. As far as the banker goes, um, of course, it depends on on how much um, or if any lend, uh, borrowing you're doing. If you don't borrow anything, um, you may just want to talk to somebody uh, to develop a relationship for when you do want to borrow money. Uh, keeping in mind that when you borrow money from a bank, the the business banker is your advocate. If they don't know you, they can't advocate for you very well when they go to loan committee or they go to the board or they or they're talking to their their the president of the bank or the vice president, whoever they report to. They cannot advocate for you very well and tell them what a great person you are if they don't know you. So even if you're not in a position where you're wanting to borrow money today, but you know you're going to need to at least have a line of credit or you want to finance some equipment or vehicles or something like that in a few years, start building that relationship with your banker. And let's find out if the banker you know is somebody you can trust and somebody you would trust to, to help steer you in making banking and finance decisions. Um, so that's if you're not borrowing money with somebody, you still want to meet with them once a year just so they can get to know you. If you are borrowing money, you're going to need to meet with them once a year to go over your line of credit, to renew that, to see what your needs are. They're going to want to talk to you about your accounts receivable if you have those. Um, there's a ton of things that they're going to want to know just in how you operate. And again, you're kind of interviewing each other throughout this process. They want to make sure you're a good credit risk, and you want to make sure that they're a, a sound person to help you make decisions. Um, so for the banker, again, once a year, I think at a minimum is what I would recommend for meeting with somebody on on uh, in the banking world. Um, and be, you know, be prepared for that meeting. If you know you're not going to borrow any money this year, maybe next year, but you know in three to five years you want to start, um, you're going to need to start borrowing money, have that information ready. If your credit is not stellar and you want to know and you want them to know, hey, how do I fix this? You can't, you can't deceive these people and spring bad credit on them at the last minute when you're wanting to borrow money. It just, it's not going to work very well if you do that. So. You gotta, uh, you gotta be able to trust these three people: your banker, your CPA, and your attorney or attorneys. You have to be able to trust them. You have to be able to share a sense of information with them, like you would a doctor. And you have to know their values are in alignment with your own. 
you can't and you can't wait to figure out that that your your lawyer's values are not in line with yours um, in court or getting ready for something uh, bad like that. You've got to know this stuff up front so you can know if you can trust these people as, as they're giving you advice. Um, so part of this meeting with them once a year or twice a year in some cases is just making sure that you're your what you think is valuable and your core values and things you you depend on are the same vision that they share um so um one of the things that i would you know we, we do is we kind of assume that all cpas all attorneys all bankers i don't know if this is a white color blue color thing i don't know what it is we we tend to assume that these are all really good people at their jobs like we understand that X amount of percentage of electricians or X amount of percentage of handyman companies or or whatever are just not good at their job. They just don't care. They don't keep up with the education. They're just they're just their customer service is not good, whatever it is. We kind of understand that for for these blue collar folks, that there's just a percentage of them that just are not good at their job. You wouldn't want them in your house. We tend to not think that for for white collar folks. I'm not sure why that is, but I would argue that the same percentage of electricians that are not very good at their job and you wouldn't want your house, it's probably the same percentage of CPAs and attorneys and bankers that you wouldn't want to trust helping you make decisions. For me, I want to work with people I know I can count on, I know I can trust, I know share my values. I can't do that by doing an internet search and setting up a one-time appointment with them and, and, and getting a vibe from them for 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden I'm dropping off very sensitive documents to their office for them to help me solve a problem or whatever it is. That's just not going to work for me. I need to be able to trust these people. So um, that's my thoughts on that. Um, so the first thing we had to do is assess your situation, your current relationship with your attorney, your CPA, your banker. If you don't know them well enough to speak to their character, I would recommend scheduling a meeting with them as soon as you can. Um, if you already know that their character is not some, you know, that you would call it suspect or you're like, eh, I don't know anybody else. So I'm kind of stuck. Then let's start interviewing some other folks. Um, it's difficult to change CPA. It's more difficult if you don't like each other. So, uh, let's not wait until things get ugly. If you have to make a change, let's make a change while things are good. Right. Uh, second thing is get that once a year schedule with the attorney and banker on the calendar. If they don't see the value in that, get a new attorney or banker. If your attorney especially says, I don't think I need to meet with you once a year, uh, I'll just let you know when laws change, and you haven't seen anything from the attorney in a couple of years about laws changing, you know you got to find somebody else. Um, there's just, you know, for most states, there's just not a mechanism in place where they alert you, unless you're part of an industry association or something like that, and they take on that responsibility. The government doesn't have a responsibility to do that. This is all on us. And if we have an attorney that we we trust, then that we, they should they should help us with that. So once a year with the banker and attorney, twice a year with the CPA. Um, again, I recommend right after April fifteenth, you know, late late April, early May for the first one, and then in the third quarter, beginning of fourth quarter for the second one per year. So here's the thing: uh, we want to stay out of court. We want to stay out of the IRS's crosshairs. We want to spend within our limits. We want to have people we can trust guiding us, helping us, answering questions. One of the most, um, um, one of the greatest feelings I can remember having as a business owner is being able to call up my key advisors on a cell phone to their cell phone and just ask, hey, here's a situation. I don't need an hour. I don't need 20 minutes. I need a minute and a half. 
here's where I'm here's where I'm facing, here's where I'm thinking, am I on the right track? That kind of comfort that I got from those kind of conversations was such a blessing for me. And I would really hope that, that everybody's able to find that. And currently not everybody has that situation. So I would really uh, hope that everybody's able to work towards that. So and that comes from developing relationships with your, you know, we have to have relationships with these folks to know if we can trust them. They should be our key advisors. We have to be able to be confident in their abilities and uh, confident in their character traits or find somebody else that we can be confident with those things. Uh, and again, limit the advice we're taking from areas of legal accounting and taxes, banking and finance to the individuals who are experts in those fields and people we trust. We cannot take advice from even our spouses sometimes, our children, our parents, our cousins, our friends who are business owners in other industries. These are not the folks we can take advice from on these three areas. So schedule those meetings, make sure you're compliant and making good decisions. And uh, hopefully that makes your business ownership journey a little less stressful is having people you know you can count on to help steer you in the right direction, answer questions, um, be your advocate, be on the lookout for, for things that are changing that you may not know about in tax law and labor law and contract law and, and all kinds of things. Um, having these people advocate for you and be on your side uh, is, is a massive blessing and I, I really would hope for all folks to have this. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. We sure appreciate it. Uh, again, if you can think of anyone you know of that uh, could use uh, the benefit of the stuff we're talking about on this podcast, please share this with them. Uh, it's super easy to do through email, text messages, uh, Facebook. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to share things now. And if you have time, give us a rating and a review. We'd sure appreciate that if you have a couple minutes to spare. That's it for this week. I hope you guys all have a fantastic week, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>